In Luke 11, there is a familiar parable to many of us. Um, Some call it the parable of the knocker. Some call it the parable of the sleeper. Uh, But this parable is one that is familiar to most of us. And here I'm going to show that how you've heard it preached is probably not correct. On this episode of the Freed Thinker podcast, we are going to be taking a look through Luke 11 and the parable found in verses 5 through 8 and the application following. Uh, This will be a short episode. I'm just covering this very, very quickly, but I think that this is going to be helpful to many of you in understanding this parable better than you probably probably have before. So let me read the parable. This follows on the Lucan version of uh, the the disciples' prayer, um, of the Lord's prayer. And here, uh, picking up in verse 5, I'm reading out of the NASB. He says, quote, And he said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend and goes to him at midnight and says to him, Friend, lend me three loaves, because a friend of mine has come to me from a journey, and I have nothing to serve him. And from inside answers and says, Do not bother me. The door has already been shut and my children are in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even if he will not get up and give him anything just because he is his friend, yet because of his shamelessness, He will get up and give him as much as he needs. That's the end of the parable. Jesus continues on, though. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be opened. Now, which one of you fathers will uh, will his son ask for a fish, and instead of a fish, he will give him a snake? Or he will even ask for an egg, and his father will give him a scorpion. So if you, despite being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give you the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? End quote. Now, this parable is normally taught that you should be persistent in your prayer, praying, banging on the doors of heaven for your prayers. <clears throat> That's normally how this is taught. And uh, in verse 8 is coming up, normally in a lot of translations, it says, because of his persistence, he will give up and give get up and give him what he needs. Now, there's a couple problems with that reading. Uh, and here I'm going to propose a, a better way to understand it, a more contextual way. First, we have to understand what's happening in the parable. Remember, this is a hospitality culture. It is actually downright shameful if you do not provide for travelers. Remember, they didn't have 24-hour McDonald's, anything like that. If they, <clears throat> if they were waylaid and they were delayed and they didn't make it in time uh, for, by, you know, by, by dawn and it's dark afterwards, it's the middle of the night and they arrive, it's a hospitality culture. You are obligated or you are shamed if you do not get up and water their camels, feed them, give them shelter, right? That that just is the honorable thing to do in this culture. And so it would be shameful if you didn't do that. And on top of it, the town that you lived in, your neighbors were obligated to help you. So in this case, if your friend comes and you don't have the provisions needed and you go to your neighbor They are honor-bound to help you. It would have been a shameful act to to not help. That's why, so remember, 
You're the person. The friend comes to visit you. You go to your neighbor and ask. That, that's who these people are in this parable. So you go to your neighbor and you knock on the door at midnight and, and say, uh, friend, lend me three loaves. Now, the idea behind the answer <laughs> of do not bother me. The door has already been shut and my children and I are in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. The, 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 the idea behind that is everyone is supposed to go, no, no, no one would say that. No, no one does that. Like, that's a ridiculous response. That's a shameful response. No one gives that. That's why Jesus follows up with, I tell you, even if you will not get up and give him anything just because he's his friend. Are you saying that's a bad answer? And, and, and even, if, even, if, even if he wants to say that because he, he, he won't do it because it's your friend, because of his shamelessness, the his is not the knocker. It's not you. It's the sleeper. It's the one inside. It's saying even if to protect his own honor, even if it's for his own shamelessness, right? Uh, the, 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 the Greek word here um, is actually uh, a, a conjunction. It's anidea. Um, it, it's, it's the privative, the, the, the alpha negative of ah, <clears throat> or ana the, with the connective, um, and, uh, and, and the root word, uh, is idos, shame, right? Uh, it's, it's without shame, or sometimes it's, it's, uh, you know, idos can be impudence, right? It's without impudence, right? It's, he is not impudent. Right? He's not acting shamefully. So even if to protect his own honor, even if just to not act shamelessly, he will still get up and give you what you ask for. You don't need to pound, 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 pound. The knocker does, it doesn't say the knocker has to keep knocking. It says that because of his own honor, because of his own goodness, because he is not evil and wicked, he will do the right thing. Right? Now, what does that do for our understanding of prayer? Notice how Jesus follows up. He says, look, it, it's so, so I say to you, those who ask, it will be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. It doesn't say those who keep knocking and are persistent in knocking, it will be given you. It just says, seek and you'll find. Knock and it will be given to you. For anyone who receives, anyone who asks, receives. Anyone who asks. Not anyone who keeps pounding and knocking and banging, receives. The one who seeks, finds. The one who knocks, it will be opened. Now, and, and this is where he ties, he ties in that, that impudence, that, that, that honor shame. He says, now, which of you fathers will, uh, uh, will his son ask for a fish and instead of the fish give him a snake or ask for an egg and, father, uh, and his father will give him a scorpion, right? He's saying, look, which, which one of you, if your son asks you for something good that he needs to survive, which one of you is going to give him something bad or turn away the request or, or say, go away, I'm sleeping? No, the, the idea is, no, you're an honor culture. No one will do that. Right? And he's saying, look, even despite the fact that you're evil, right? Jesus just assumes, everyone listen to this, you're evil. You're sinful. You, you, are, you are not holy as your, as your Father in heaven is holy. And yet you don't, you don't make your son pound and, Father, can I please have bread? Can I please have bread? Can I pre please don't give me, please, please, please don't give me a rock. Please, may I have a fish? Please don't give me a scorpion. Please don't give me a cobra instead. Right? We don't make our children do that because even though we are evil, even though we're sinful, we know how to give 
good and proper gifts to our children. And, and this is from a, an argument for the lesser or the greater. He says, how much more will your, whole, your heavenly father give you the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? The idea here is that even though you are sinful, you don't make your sons knock and knock and knock and knock and knock and ask for what they need to survive. And you're evil. How much more so will your heavenly father give you the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? It's not that you have to be persistent in your prayer, knocking and knocking and asking over and over and over and over again. The burden here is not on you. Right? This should actually give us great comfort in our prayer lives. This should give us so much peace and joy in our prayer lives and trust that God is giving us a fish when we ask for a fish. Now, this doesn't mean that we get every single thing we ask for. Notice that he says specifically that the Father will give you the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. Remember, this is coming on the, the, the tail end uh, of the disciples' prayer, the, the Lord's prayer. Father, hallowed be thy name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins. For we ourselves also forgive heaven who is indebted to us and do not lead us into temptation. Right? This isn't, this isn't Father, give me, give me the job that I really want. Right? This, isn't, this isn't even necessarily heal me of this cancer. Right? This is you are praying for more holiness from God. You are praying sincerely for the righteousness of God, the, 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 the abundance that is ours in the Holy Spirit, right? And you don't need to knock. This isn't a burden <clears throat> for you so that, so that somehow if God isn't answering your prayers, it's because you're not being faithful enough or persistent enough or something along those lines. That's not what this verse is exhorting you to. This is not, a, a, this is not a, a passage that puts you under more burden, under more law. This is a beautiful promise from God that God is your friend. He is the lover of your soul. He is your heavenly father who is good. He is not wicked like us. But even if it was just for his own shamelessness, just because he is good, just because he protects his, the, 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 the holiness of his own name, just because he protects his own reputation, you can have confidence that when you pray for more of the Holy Spirit, that God will give it to you. Grace and peace. I love you all. God bless.